Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Daydream and Listen podcast. My name is Krista, I'm your host. I hope that everyone is doing phenomenal, everyone is doing great on this fabulous day. I am recording back-to-back podcast episodes. I'm just in the podcasting mood because I released an episode already for this week, but because today happens to be the Met Gala, um, I wanted to do an extra episode kind of talking about the Met Gala, reviewing some of the looks, and yeah, just giving my honest thoughts and opinions about this year's ball. So I'm recording this at 9.30 p.m. on Monday. Um, literally just finished watching the um, the live stream of the Met Gala carpet and looking through, you know, Twitter and Instagram and everything like that, just catching up on all of the different looks. So I have lots of thoughts and opinions on the theme on what guests wore and everything like that because I was actually really surprised. You know, this year they're doing things a little bit differently. Typically, the Met Gala takes place on the first Monday in May, but because of the pandemic, they shifted things around. So, to sort of cap off New York Fashion Week, they had the Met Gala take place on the second... Monday in September. So I personally kind of like having the Met Gala in September because I just feel like everyone is in such a fashionable mood because we're coming off of New York Fashion Week and I feel like what better way to finish it off with the Met Gala? You know, like everybody's already in New York and we're all in the spirit of fashion. So I don't know. I personally like the timing of this. Um, but they are going to be going back to their um, usual format of the first Monday in May. So in May 2022, we will be getting another Met Gala. But this year's theme was or is, um, it is called America, a lexicon of fashion. So this year is actually the 75th anniversary of the Costume Institute of the Metropolitan Museum of Art, aka the Met. So really exciting and um, this is actually part one of a two-part massive show exhibition that they are doing um, focusing on American fashion at the Met, which I think is really, really cool. So to um, sort of quote, I guess, what Andrew Bolton, the Met's um, curator of like the Costume Institute, um, what he says this theme is, he says American fashion is undergoing a renaissance and it should be honored. So this whole theme is really focusing around the past, the present, and the future of American fashion and sort of America, American's designers' um, responses to the social and political climate, body inclusivity, gender fluidity, all of that kind of stuff. So lots of ways to make a statement with this year's theme. I've seen some mixed reviews of the theme. Um, I think a lot of people were anticipating how 
celebrities and guests were going to interpret the theme because I think some people were ready for everyone to walk out there in stars and stripes and just be wrapped up in an American flag and call it a day. But I would say that that was quite the contrast of what we saw with this year's Met Gala. So one thing I always judge the Met Gala on is how the majority of guests interpret the theme, like how well the theme is interpreted and also how well it it is received. So the previous Met Gala was, uh, the theme was camp, notes on fashion, and I feel like the theme was received very well and I think it was interpreted probably one of the best interpretations of um, Met Gala themes. And the past few years, I feel like people have been interpreting it pretty well. You know, there's always those few people who just totally miss the mark and they just want to take the opportunity to look great. And, you know, they're the ones getting invited to the Met, so why not? It's your it's your time to shine. But this year, I have to say I was a little disappointed with the interpretation of the theme. I was watching Vogue's live stream of it, which was hosted... Um, mostly by Kiki Palmer and Alana, I can't remember her last name, let me look it up because I do not want to get it wrong. Okay, it's Alana Glazier. Um, so the two of them were mostly hosting the live stream that Vogue was putting on and it, their live stream was, um, awkward for sure at some times. I think Kiki Palmer did a really good job. She is just like, full of spunk and personality and I think she did a pretty good job um conversing with the guests and even if she didn't know the people like you could tell it sometimes like she probably didn't know who she was talking to or only knew one of the people in a group that she was talking to but I think the two of them did a pretty good job for it being the first time that the Met has done this type of live streaming thing which I think it's great that they were doing that um you know because I got to watch it so it was nice just getting to keep up with everything so yeah they had the live stream going and while they were interviewing guests they asked pretty much everyone you know who designed their piece and what the theme sort of meant to them and how it was represented in their ensemble and some people's explanations it was pretty on par, made sense. A lot of people wore American designers and um, whether it was like a classic American designer like Tommy Hilfiger or Michael Kors or a younger, newer um, American designer. So we saw a little bit of a mix of that, but there were also a lot of people who wore European designers and I'm not saying that you can't do that just because the theme is American fashion but it felt a little bit off and the explanations as to why they were wearing those designers was slightly lackluster but I have to say that European designers make up a majority of the high-end fashion industry so it made sense that they still had a pretty large presence at the Met Gala. However, I really wish that we would have seen more vintage American designer looks. Um, I was really hoping to see some people and their stylists go into the archives and pull out some really amazing pieces from some classic American designers that maybe some people aren't super familiar with and this could have been like a really great way to highlight 
the history of America fashion, American fashion. Um, but unfortunately, we did not see a lot of that, which was a little disappointing. And also, before I get into more specific looks, just some general thoughts on everything as a whole, I feel like some of the looks were kind of lackluster. There were definitely some people who showed up and they delivered a really great look, but there were others that I feel like it was just kind of lackluster. I mean, compared to 2019 and even years prior, like 2018 and 2019 in particular, I feel like people really showed up with the looks and really made a moment out of their time on the carpet and just following through with the theme. Um, especially the guys. I feel like the guys this year were very disappointing. A lot of guys were just wearing black tuxes and I get it, you know, a lot of people were saying that they just wanted to be comfortable after a year of 2020 and everything's still going on with the pandemic. A lot of people just want to resort to comfort and if wearing a black tux is the most comfortable thing for them, then so be it. Or if that's all the designer was willing to provide for them, then so be it, I guess. But I do have to say, it was a little disappointing. There were only a handful of um, men who did more than just the black tux moment. So I will get into um, a little bit of the guy's fashion, but for the most part, I was just mostly... Um, focusing on the women's fashion because I feel like they were the ones who really delivered the most, but I will touch on um, a few of the guys' pieces. So yeah, but I guess we can go ahead and get into reviewing the looks. I feel like, you know, they said that they were going to be reducing the amount of attendees at the Met Gala, but oh my gosh, watching this live stream, looking through both my Twitter and Instagram feed, I felt like it was so much to keep up with because I just felt like there were a lot of people or at least like a lot of people that I knew who were there. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is a lot more than I expected. They kind of made it seem like it was going to be this small gathering, maybe like a fraction of what the typical Met Gala um, attendance is, but I don't know. It felt like it was kind of normal. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It was just a lot to keep up with. So if I do not discuss one of your favorite looks from the evening, I do apologize, but I was trying to take as many notes as I could, take, um, screenshots or save images of specific looks I wanted to talk about. So yeah, again, I apologize on the front end if, I do not talk about your favorite, but let's just go ahead and get into it. So I feel like it's appropriate to start off by talking about the woman, the legend, the icon herself, Anna Wintour. Uh, she wore an Oscar de la Renta gown and it reminded me a lot of, I think it's what Taylor Swift wore to the Grammys, I'm pretty sure. One of the more recent award shows that Taylor Swift went to, uh, it was basically um, this gown that was covered in all different types of flowers and it was it was very beautiful. I actually don't think the gown Taylor Swift wore was um, designed by Oscar de la Renta, but I could be wrong. Um, but anyways, Anna Wintour, you know, I have to say it wasn't one of my favorite dresses that 
she's worn. Um, it had like three tiers at the bottom kind of going into like a mermaid style skirt and tiers at the cuffs and a floral v neckline i mean it wasn't too much of a plunge but it was in a v shape and yeah it was just covered with flowers almost looking like the flowers were pressed on um white fabric basically you know it was very colorful and oscar de la renta being an American design house. Um, I understand why she chose Oscar de la Renta, but it just aesthetically wise wasn't my favorite look of hers. So that's all I really have to say about that. And then I guess we should move on into the chairs of the event. So our first chairperson that I want to talk about is Amanda Gorman. Now Amanda Gorman wore this beautiful, beautiful blue Veer Wang dress and I really, really liked how she looked. I mean, it wasn't just the dress. She also had beautiful hair and makeup going on. Um, this Veer Wang dress was short in the front and had a really pretty um, tool train that flowed behind her with all of these little embellishments going all around it. And she had like the crystal embellishments going on in her face and throughout her hair. She had this really pretty um, kind of like leaf branch headpiece going on in her hair. And her bag um, was this square shaped bag and it basically to me looked like a book. Um, and so when I listened to her talking about her outfit, she was basically saying how the look was inspired by the Statue of Liberty, which I thought, you know, great work. She understood the assignment. Not only did she look phenomenal, but I think that this sort of ode to America, um, people coming to this country and what the Statue of Liberty represents for America, I feel like Amanda embodied it in such a beautiful way. And she is just such a marvel to look at and listen to. She is so eloquently spoken and I just admire her so much. And I'm, I was very excited to see that she was one of the chairpersons, especially because she's so young. And I would like to point out that all of the chairmen, chairwomen were all so young. I think they're all, un, they're definitely all under 30. Um, maybe 25 at the most, which I think is really impressive and also sort of like ties into the theme of the future of America, the future of all different countries. Okay, so next we have to talk about Timothy Chalamet. Um, I, I think Timothy Chalamet, I mean, like, he's very attractive. He can really pull off anything. He wore a Rick Owens top and a Hader Ackerman blazer and also Chuck Taylor sneakers. So, you know, the sneakers were definitely the most significant part to me of American fashion, like, really standing out um, for, you know, what is American fashion. And, you know, Rick Owens being an American designer, it all tied together really nicely, I think. Um, but looks-wise, I don't know. It just, it wasn't my favorite of Timothy Chalamet's red carpet moments. Um, 
but you know, I, I still thought that he looked really good, but I don't know. I, I guess for me, it was like the tailoring of it all. I get it. It was supposed to represent American fashion because his pants literally look like sweatpants and he's wearing sneakers, so kind of an ode to the casual side of American fashion, but it's juxtaposed by all of the tailoring that he has on the top with his blazer. Um, definitely an interesting look. I think that um, for what he was going for, he pulled it off successfully, but in terms of looks, it just, it wasn't my favorite, I have to say. Don't come for me, Timothy Stans. I think he always does such a great job on the red carpet, but I can't say that this was one of my most favorite looks, but you know, it did the job. Okay, and then next chairperson is Billie Eilish. So Billie Eilish's look, I think, was probably one of the most memorable ones for me. She was giving us very much uh, Marilyn Monroe, old Hollywood actress, and she was wearing this voluminous Oscar de la Renta. I want to say it was kind of like a champagne-colored ball gown, and when she was being interviewed, she actually said that she wanted to look like the holiday Barbie dolls. If you guys have ever seen like the holiday edition Barbie dolls, she really looked like one of those dolls in her dress. I mean, it was such a beautiful dress, the train, the everything, um, the way that the, um, you know, tulle fabric was sort of draped across her sleeves and sort of um, fell off her shoulders. I thought she looked so beautiful, her hair, her everything. And I also couldn't help but noticing, I feel like the look fit really well with this era that she's in with her music. Um, what is her album called? I think it's called like Happier Than Ever or something like that. I'm sorry, I'm not like a massive Billie Eilish fan. So if I butchered that, I'm sorry, but I feel like it kind of fits within the vibe of her album cover and everything like that. So not sure if that was intentional, but I thought she looked really beautiful and I thought that she um, did a good job with like following through with the theme. And then the last person, uh, the last chairperson is Naomi Osaka. And so she was wearing Louis Vuitton and initially looking at her look, I wasn't a massive fan of it looks wise but I knew that there was a story behind it and actually her older sister worked with Nicola Gasquier, um, the creative director at Louis Vuitton to help design the dress because she is an aspiring fashion designer which I thought was so cool. I don't know if there's ever been a Met Gala look that has that type of story behind it, but wow, I just thought that was so amazing. And the dress was meant to sort of blend her Haitian and Japanese cultures and mix them together, which I thought was really, really beautiful. Um, I thought she looked incredible for it being her first Met Gala, and I just really loved the story behind it. I can't say it's my favorite look just because it is a little, um, it is a little eccentric, but like I said, I love the story behind it and I thought that for her, um, being a chairperson, I thought that it was a really wowing look. The next person I want to talk about is Miss Barbie, I don't know how to say her last name, Ferraria? 
I'm, I'm not sure if I'm saying her last name, but she, I know her from Euphoria, and I was pleasantly surprised to see her at the Met Gala this year. Um, I didn't catch who designed her dress, but essentially, she and the designer were going for this um, American sort of like showgirl burlesque old Hollywood look. Her dress is covered in rhinestones and pearls and she just looks absolutely beautiful. I love the fitted top and the structured, um, the structured fit at the hips and how it sort of just cascades down into this flowy, almost like fringy, um, a fringy layer of the rhinestones and the pearls. I think she looked absolutely beautiful. Her hair, her makeup, she has the thin eyebrows going on. I think she looked really classic, really great. Um, you know, I think it fits pretty good with the American theme. Um, you know, this is a tribute to 1920s American fashion and I thought she just looked stunning. Next person who I thought might be one of the best dress looks, in my opinion, of the entire evening is Yara Shahidi. Um, now, she was inspired by Josephine Baker with her look, and she was wearing a custom Christian Dior gown, and I thought she just looked absolutely breathtaking. She looked like a goddess from the dress to the hair to the makeup to everything. I thought she looked wonderful. Now, although she's wearing Dior, not a not an American fashion designer, I still thought she looked amazing, and with the inspiration of Josephine Baker, I thought that she fit the theme really, really well, and also looked absolutely stunning. Like I said, I think one of the best looks of the evening. Um, now for a guy who I just, um, not my favorite look, even though I do like him, um, is Dan Levy. He wore Loewe for the Met Gala. Now, this look is, um, definitely show-stopping. It gives me camp, if anything, um, but yeah, so he has some big puffy sleeves going on, um, with more tailored pants, and from the sleeves to the pants, there is this globe map print, um, all over it and at the uh, torso section of his top it is like a button-down top and it is also a matte print but it is essentially two figures kissing and there's just a lot going on I feel like the idea behind the look um, fits well with the American fashion theme, um, even though Lueve is not an American designer, but the execution of it, it just, it, not my taste. I feel like it's too much, even though it does feel, like, very artistic, um, definitely a statement, and, um, I'm trying to see, he has, like, a clutch with a little boy on it, but I cannot tell what it, what this is supposed to be, so I'm sorry for not knowing the context of that, but all in all, um, he definitely put in way more effort than some of the other guys who showed up, um, but I 
can't say it's my favorite look even though I do think that it fits with the theme of um you know gender equality um making a statement about marriage equality and things like that it's just the aesthetics of the look not my fave all I have to say and probably one of the most anticipated uh, attendees of the evening that I want to talk about next is Emma Chamberlain. So a lot of people figured that she was going to be getting invited to the Met Gala. This was her first time getting to go there and obviously it was a major deal just because she is um, an influencer, she's a YouTuber, podcaster, famous on Instagram, like you know, TikTok, all the above. So it was really exciting to see her get invited to the Met Gala because she has really transformed her image as an influencer into one that really takes an interest in fashion, really understands fashion. Now, I had a, ma a major hunch that she was going to be wearing Louis Vuitton because she works with them so much. I'm not quite sure if she's an ambassador. She might be, but she works with Louis Vuitton a ton. So yes, she was wearing this gold Louis Vuitton dress and I thought that she looked really, really pretty. For it being her first Met Gala, I thought she looked beautiful. The dress almost, when I first saw it, I thought it was two pieces um, because it's these almost like diamond-shaped um, tops or like, yeah, two diamond shapes for her top, but then they connect into a skirt and then on the one side of the skirt, it sort of um, goes down into a pretty small train, and um, I can't really tell the material of the ensemble, but it's, you know, gold and silver grommets or rhinestones or something like very sparkly and shiny. Her hair was pretty simple. She wore earrings, some rings I see, and some uh, simple gold heels. So I thought she looked very classic, very beautiful. And, um, you know, for it being her first Met Gala, I thought, I thought she represented the influencers really well. So good on Emma, but again, you know, not really sure how this fits into the whole American fashion theme, aside from her being, you know, a young person, a young American who is rising up into fashion. I wish that could have been incorporated into her look a little bit more because it seems like a lot of people kind of just interpreted the theme by um just showing up like who they are as a person represents American fashion but I would have liked to see it incorporated into her look a little bit more now I did see that she was doing some like interviewing or something with Vogue and um so, and also, um, what's his name? Derek Blasberg. I think that's his last name. Yeah. They were doing something together during the, um, carpet portion of the evening. So I'm not really sure what we have in store for that. So I don't know. Um, but we shall see what happens with that. One person that I am so sad I did not see a ton of coverage of, I only briefly saw them, was Ella Emhoff. She was wearing Stella McCartney, this really, really cool red jumpsuit ensemble thing. Um, I thought she looked really, really cool, and I feel like um, 
the silhouette of it all kind of reminded me a lot of American fashion just done in a really elevated way. She almost had like these um like joggers, uh sweatpants, like very relaxed pants situation going on with like a bodysuit on top and she was wearing matching red sneakers and I thought she looked so stunning. At first I did not recognize her at all but you know I was really living for it and since it's Stella McCartney I'm curious if there is some sustainable aspect to it. I feel like there would be but you know not quite sure. I would be curious to learn a little bit more about that but yeah I thought she looked really beautiful. Uh, next person that I want to talk about is Saweetie. This was her first time coming to the Met Gala, so that was very exciting. And her dress was by Christian Cowan, an American designer. I thought she looked absolutely beautiful. I mean, her dress was stunning. It showed off her body, which is absolutely beautiful. And I liked how in the back of her dress, there was this beautiful train and it had these uh, shapes that were representative of her um, heritage of being a black American and also Filipino, which I thought was really beautiful that that was incorporated into the design of the dress. But yeah, I thought she looked stunning and I thought that she made some efforts to, you know, contributing to the theme, which I thought was really good. And next, um, probably one of the most show-stopping moments of the entire carpet was Lil Nas X. I figured that he would be invited just because he is very much at the epicenter of American culture nowadays, always in headlines um, through his music and everything that he does surrounding his personality as a musician. So he wore uh, three different Versace pieces and it reminded me a lot of, you know, the transformative looks that Lady Gaga gave us at the last Met Gala. So he started off in this massive gold cape. Um, basically all you saw was his head and the rest of his body was covered in this gold cape. It reminded me a lot of um, French royal garments from back in like the 13 and 1400s it reminded me a lot of that and so he stepped out of the cape into what looked like a solid gold superhero uniform um so i thought it was interesting he went from royalty to armor and then from the armor portion he ripped that off to reveal this very sleek very sexy gold bodysuit and I thought that, you know, it was a really great transformation, very wowing transformation, and, you know, although it's Versace, again, not American designer, I thought it was, you know, a pretty good representation of Lil Nas X and his brand and how that fits in with American culture, American fashion. However, it was giving me more camp and less American fashion, if that makes sense. I wish there was a little bit more weaving of the American fashion theme within there, but you know, all in all, I thought for Met Gala purposes, he was one of the better dressed guys. Like, he definitely put in the effort into a show-stopping look. 
The next person I want to highlight is Jennifer Hudson, who I thought just looked absolutely ravishing in red. She wore a Z Factory, which she said she was paying tribute to the late Albert, Albert Elbaz. Sorry, I couldn't say his name at first. Um, but I thought she looked absolutely beautiful and also paying homage to Aretha Franklin, who she has recently portrayed in a biopic. Um, but yeah, I thought she looked really stunning, had a beautiful train, part of her dress came off to um, reveal this mermaid style dress and I thought she looked really, really stunning and, you know, fit within the theme and I thought she looked amazing. Um, the next person I want to talk about is Megan the Stallion, which I was not surprised to see her there. I figured she was going to be there. I was hoping she was going to be there and she was wearing coach and in her own words, she said she was sort of channeling a Megan Monroe, aka Marilyn Monroe. She definitely had the old Hollywood actress look going on with her particular style of hair and just the like overall style of dress however her coach dress um it was I wasn't a fan of the bottom of it I'm pulling up um pulling up a picture of it right now it had this almost like poofy um scrunched up tool material on the side and then it cascaded down to her ankles and I mean, looking at it now, it it's pretty, but I, I just wish the silhouette of it was a little bit different. She was definitely delivering the old Hollywood looks, um, but I just, I was a, a little bit underwhelmed because it's Megan Thee Stallion. I feel like she always comes out in something super, super wowing, and yes, she fit within the theme, and of course, um, wearing coach, very much a part of the American fashion theme, but I just wish the silhouette was a little bit different or there was something a little bit more wowing about the dress. So, I mean, all in all, she looks stunning. So, you know, can't really harp on her all that much. The next person I want to talk about is Kaya Gerber, who also in my list of some of the best dressed people of the night, she wore Oscar de la Renta, which her dress was basically a recreation and a replica of what Bianca Jagger wore to the Met Gala, and Bianca Jagger's Met Gala dress was originally designed by Halston, a very famous American designer, and so I thought it was great of her to pay homage to not only the American designer, Bianca Jagger's moment at the Met, and also include Oscar de la Renta into it. And she looked absolutely gorgeous and she said this was her first time at the Met so I think for it being her first time she looked really amazing um you know it was all black so nothing super crazy but I mean she is an absolutely gorgeous model so she really doesn't need to wear all that much to look absolutely beautiful like her just being in all black in this beautiful dress she looked phenomenal Okay, um, one of the more memorable, I don't want to say controversial because like there's really nothing um, like insulting or bad about this look is Kim Petras's ensemble. I could not catch who designed her look, 
but let me try to pull it up right now. She essentially was dressed as a horse, a horse girl, which is what she said, which I thought was so hilarious. I mean, she looked like she was having a great time. The dress itself was very eye-catching and interesting. I mean, she has a horse figure sitting on her chest and then the at the hips of the dress it goes out like um I guess like the hips of a horse I guess you could say um but yeah she called it a horse girl horse girl look so I love the self-awareness she looked beautiful in my opinion I mean the horse on the chest was a little bit intense for me oh she's wearing Colina Strada that's what I thought um but, you know, I thought she looked pretty, and the horse element, I feel like it does fit within American fashion, and also Colleen Estrada being an American designer, I feel like Kim understood the assignment. Okay, um, another person who I want to talk about, kind of a controversial figure for the Met Gala, is Addison Rae. A lot of people were anticipating what she would wear, just because, um, you know, Addison has had some interesting fashion moments in the past, and a lot of people have speculations as to why Addison dresses the way she does, if it's intentional, if it's not, because she has some very interesting outfits that she wears. In my opinion, not the greatest. I think she needs to work, um, a little bit closer with a single designer. I know La Roche has dressed her for a few events and La Roche styled her this evening, which I was kind of expecting that to be the case um, just because La Roche is so talented and I figured that Addison would um, pull from the best of the best for one of the biggest nights in fashion. But she wore a red... Um, she wore a red Tom Ford for Gucci uh, vintage dress, so highlighting the American designer aspect with Tom Ford and, you know, also having La Roche, an American stylist, style her. I thought she looked pretty. Um, I wasn't a fan of her hair. I know that's like something random to call out because her hair was just blonde and um, almost, it wasn't a bob, like it was more like a lob, I guess you could say. Um, and it was straight, like nothing crazy going on, but I just, I don't know, it felt like it was off with the red dress, like I think it would have looked better if she would have had her natural brunette hair, in my opinion, um, but you know, I thought she looked pretty, I thought she could have done a little bit more, it was a little underwhelming, I feel like she wasn't totally off, um, with, you know, understanding the theme of American designer, or I'm sorry, American fashion, but it was a little, it was a little underwhelming in my opinion, and I think it's fine if she wanted to like play it safe for her first Met Gala, just because I know there was a lot of buzz surrounding her and what she would wear at this event, but all in all, you know, it, it was, it was what it was, that's all I have to say. Okay, now for my favorite favorite look of the night. I mean, I'm still catching up on some people that I missed who for whatever for whatever reason were not shown on the red carpet. Um, 
but I'm pretty confident in saying that Anok Yai, I think I'm saying her name correctly, is my favorite look of the entire evening. She looked absolutely stunning. Her look was inspired by Josephine Baker, and I'm trying to see who she was wearing because I did not catch who she was wearing, but she looks absolutely stunning. She has, um, I can't tell if it's a coat or like a boa surrounding her, but it is a feathered, let's just say it's a coat because I think it's a coat maybe, um, on her sleeves, like falling off her shoulders. And then she is wearing this, um, very embellished silver and black dress that has like a deep V and, you know, showing off her chest. And she has these beautiful, um, two necklaces. They look almost like they have emeralds in them, but she just looks absolutely stunning. She has a short pixie cut going on and my oh my, she is truly, I think, hands down the prettiest of the entire Met Gala. Like, she looks absolutely stunning. I feel like she understood the theme. I'm trying to see who designed her dress, but for the life of me, oh my gosh, I cannot find it. But yeah, I think she just looks absolutely drop stunning, drop dead gorgeous, stunning, you know, all the positive adjectives. Um, her skin is literally flawless. Like, I would love to know what this girl's skincare routine is because she looks absolutely flawless. Like, I'm just enamored by her beauty right now. Like, if you have not seen a picture of her, I just, I'm at a loss for words. She's literally the most stunning of them all and I think she takes the award for Krista's favorite look of the night, in my opinion. Okay, um, the next person I want to talk about is uh, Amanda Steinberg. Am I saying that correctly? Why do I feel like that's not her name? Um, anyways, while I confirm her last name, yes, Amanda Steinberg, sorry. Um, she wore Tom Brown. A lot of people wore Tom Brown, which I was like, okay, love it, you know, American designer. And this sort of went into the whole gender play thing. Um, because a lot of Tom Brown's latest collections are all about androgyny, um, sort of things being genderless, and I thought that, you know, a lot of people were wearing Tom Brown. I thought it was a really, um, great designer to represent at this year's Met Gala. I know Pete Davidson also wore Tom Brown. I thought Pete Davidson was one of the better dressed guys who understood the assignment and also looked really good. I know some people said he looked like uh, one of the mice from the Three Blind Mice because he was wearing sunglasses and white and black, but, you know, I thought he looked, I thought he looked good, along with Amanda. Um, she also, with her hair, had um, her cornrows in the shape of a do-rag, like for them to be formed in a do-rag, which I thought was so creative and I thought that was such a nice touch. Um, you know, everything tying together to fit into the American fashion theme. So I thought, yeah, Amanda did a really good job. Uh, another person I want to talk about is Madison Beer. I feel like this was her first Met Gala 
I can't keep up because I feel like she's always at award shows, but I think this was her first Met Gala. Um, I was very underwhelmed, very unimpressed with Madison Beer. Now, here's the thing. She is gorgeous. She is so beautiful. And so it's hard for her to look bad in anything, but to me, her look was giving me high school prom, like elevated high school prom. The dress looked low-key, like a more elevated version of like a Sherry Hill type dress, which, you know, no shade. She still pulled, pulled it off, but it just wasn't my favorite look. I don't even know who designed it and I don't even understand how it fit into the theme at all. It was like this hunter green dress that had all these um, rhinestones and jewels covering it, but you know, it didn't really stand out to me. I know people thought that she looked really pretty um, and that she was a standout look of the evening, but I just think that's because she's Madison Beer and she's stunning. Like she could look beautiful in a trash bag, but to me, it just, you know, wasn't wasn't one of my favorite looks. Next, I want to talk about Precious Lee, who also is one of my favorite looks of the evening. She was wearing Aria. There were a few people who wore Aria this evening, um, which I was really excited about because they're one of my favorite American designers right now. Like, I'm really loving Aria. Um, she was decked out in the glitz and the glam, and that is what Aria is known for. Aria, Aria, I don't know. I'm gonna say Aria, okay? Um, she also had a bedazzled fan because a lot of people were saying it was very hot underneath the tent, but also Precious's um, ensemble, I think she said it weighed over 100 pounds, which I was like, oh my gosh, you deserve an award for being able to look that exquisite and also wear a piece that is that heavy for that long because she's likely going to be wearing that for the entire night. I mean, if I was her, I would probably bring a change of clothes just because, you know, you want to have fun, you want to dance, you want to enjoy yourself, but, you know, she looked really good for the carpet and I thought the fact that she just looked like, you know, this stunning, beautiful woman wearing an American designer. I thought she looked really great and I feel like, you know, the fact that she is this up-and-coming um, plus-size model, I think that she really represents the theme super well and the fact that she also wore an American designer, I think it just fit the theme really well. So, definitely loved her look. And, um, Another person I want to talk about is AOC Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. I was very surprised to see her there. I was not expecting to see her. And then on the, um, the carpet, the, you know, um, live streaming of it, they showed her and I was like, oh my gosh, like I did not expect to see her there. Um, which, you know, I thought it was cool that they included her. I don't think they typically include people who work in government, but hey, thought that was really cool. Her dress was very interesting and it's already started to cause a lot of controversy or just a lot of like conversation regarding her dress um, because she did wear an American, um, she did wear an American designer for the evening um, and I thought, you know, she looked really pretty. Um, she wore Brother Veli's 
and the front of the dress looked almost like a tuxedo. I mean, it was like off the shoulder and then it flared out into like a tulle mermaid style dress and the front, you know, was all white, the bottom all white and then when she turned around, the back of the dress in red font, it looks almost like it was painted, says tax the rich. So, you know, I feel like that fits with a lot of things that AOC stands for and has on her platform. However, it is very ironic that she wore that dress going to the Met Gala, an event that costs $35,000 a ticket to go to, and the event is full of some of the most wealthiest celebrities out there. So it was very interesting, an interesting choice of her to wear that. I'm not really sure how I feel about it, you know, if it was the right or wrong thing to wear. Definitely making a statement. I feel like the look was on par with the theme of the Met, but you know, just the fact that she wore that to the Met and, you know, we know what we know um, about the Met and how much it cost to get in there, you know, you're not just getting invited, you have to pay to actually attend, and it is a charity event, it is a charity event, okay, but the Costume Institute is a very wealthy institute, they really don't need the money, if you're asking me, like, they put on the Met every, pretty much every single year, I really don't think they're hurting for money, but, you know, it is just an interesting choice. I feel like she was more so making a statement about America and um, the surroundings of American culture, not so much, um, you know, the people who are in attendance at the Met, but given the context of where she wore that dress, it's, it's pretty ironic. Okay, another person that I want to talk about who definitely stood out was Frank Ocean. Now, I love Frank Ocean. I was very excited to see him there, um, but his look, I was a little perplexed by. He was dressed very casually, but on his hip was a baby robot, I'm thinking. It, at, at first, um, I saw him on the carpet with his back turned and he could, I mean, you could tell he had like a baby on his hip and I was like, is that a real baby or is that a robot? Um, and he turned around and it most definitely was a robot. The robot was green. Um, so it was giving me very much Shrek baby vibes. And I actually think that was like kind of the point because I noticed he had this baseball cap that said dream core on it I thought it was a dreamworks hat but it's a dream core on it and if I'm not mistaken I think Shrek is a dreamworks movie I'm pretty sure so I'm not really sure if he was playing into like American media or something like that but yeah very interesting I did not catch who designed the look um or the baby for that matter, like, I don't know, did the baby come with the outfit, or was that just something he found from an artist, like, I have no clue, but it was, it was very interesting, um, and yeah, I need to read up more about the significance of this outfit, because in the interview he gave on the carpet, he really didn't explain all that much about it, so, um, yeah, there's still a mystery surrounding that. Okay, the next person I want to talk about is Kendall Jenner. Her dress, I think a lot of people um, 
thought that it was inspired by Audrey Hepburn's My Fair Lady look and I really think it was. I mean, she looked beautiful. I wish, I wish that she would have done something a little bit more with her hair because her hair was just kind of slicked back into a bun. It kind of just looked like something she would wear on the day-to-day -day or whenever she would be, you know, doing work or something like that. I wish she would have done a little bit more just to complete the look. Um, but, you know, she's a model. She looks beautiful in anything. So I thought that she looked really, really stunning. I'm trying to find who designed her dress, but I'm not seeing it anywhere. Um, so, oh, I see. It's Custom Givenchy. So, not an American designer, but it is an ode to Audrey Hepburn because Givenchy was someone who worked very closely with Audrey Hepburn. And I know Audrey Hepburn is not American, but she was a very famous actress in a lot of American movies. So, I thought, you know, it was pretty good, pretty good understanding of the theme. And also, she looked really great and really memorable at the Met Gala. I also want to say I was a little disappointed. I didn't see a lot of people talking about Carrie Mulligan's, um, Carrie Mulligan's gown. She really reminded me of Audrey Hepburn in not only the silhouette of her gown, it reminded me a lot of like 1950s Dior, um, but also her hair and her makeup and everything. I saw a few people tweeting that they thought that that was Audrey Hepburn wearing like this Barbie pink gown because she really looked like her. Um, so props to her. I did not catch who designed her dress, but she looked absolutely stunning. Also a fave look of the evening because, you know, it's pink and she looked beautiful. So I wish there were more people talking about her. Um, another person that I want to talk about is Megan Fox. She looked absolutely gorgeous. I seriously, she's another person who like, I don't think she could wear anything and look terrible in it. She's absolutely stunning. And she wore Dundas, aka by Peter Dundas. A lot of people wore him, um, which I thought was really cool. And I was actually really impressed with a lot of the Dundas looks. Sierra also was another person who wore Peter Dundas. She had this jersey uh, style dress, which was inspired by Joffrey Bean's football jersey dresses from the 1960s. So I thought that that was a really cool homage to American designers. And also because her husband is a famous football player, um, she had sort of like his, she had his number and the jersey style was paying homage to him. She also wore his Super Bowl ring, so I thought that was really cool. On the color of the dress, I thought I heard her say there was like a significance to it. It was something with like what her husband wore with either his, what he wore for playing football or something else, um, but it was like this lime green color. Personally, not my fave. I wish it was maybe in like silver or navy blue or something like that, kind of paying more homage to Joffrey Bean, but I think it helped, the color helped it stand out for sure. So, you know, maybe that was intentional.
Another person I want to talk about is Gemma Chang. I was really excited to see her there. I thought she looked stunning. She wore Prabal Garon, an American designer, and she was inspired by Anna Mae Wong, who was um, an, uh, a Chinese-American actress. And so I thought that, you know, she really understood the assignment and she looked stunning. I thought she was one of the best dressed um, looks of the evening. And again, I feel like I did not see enough people talking about her and I think they should have been just because she looked absolutely stunning and, you know, like I said, I think she understood the theme really well. Prabal Garan, I'm trying to find elsewhere in my notes, but I know he dressed a few other people and I thought that his looks were pretty good for the evening, so good for him. Oh, another person I want to talk about is Simone Biles. I was very impressed to see all of the Olympic athletes who were in attendance, the young Olympic athletes. I thought that was really, really cool. Uh, she also wore area. Her dress was massive. She said it was 88 pounds. So I'm like, oh my gosh, if you were wearing area, you almost had to know that like wearing your dress was going to um, be like you know, a little bit of a workout. You were going to be lifting weights for the entire evening, but she looked really, really beautiful, and I was so excited to see her there. It was her first Met Gala, and I just thought she looked absolutely magical. She and Precious, I feel like both of them just looked stunning and just, oh my gosh, they looked absolutely incredible. Um, Another person or I guess people that I want to talk about are Justin and Hailey Bieber. I did not expect to see them there. I feel like I was more so expecting to see Hailey. I was surprised to see Justin, um, but they were both there. Kind of a disappointment. Um, more so Hailey. She wore YSL, which when she was asked uh, how her look sort of represented the theme, she said that you know, she was sort of going for like this timeless American beauty look, which I'm like, you're wearing YSL, like what does that have to do with America? But okay, whatever. I mean, again, she's one of those people who like is gorgeous. So she looked stunning in her dress no matter what, but I felt like it was kind of plain. It wasn't really doing anything for me. And it was more so just like, you know, she wanted to look good at the event, which, you know, that's fine. Justin, however, I know some people were like not a fan of his look, but I actually am like pretty impressed. Although, you know, I'm probably biased because I am a fan of Justin Bieber, but I was impressed that he basically made like a luxury version of his brand Drew House, which I'm not sure if they're going to do that are going to do that in the future because he said that it was Maison Drew House, which I was like, oh my god, like, is this becoming a thing? Y'all are doing high-end stuff. Um, so if you don't know, Justin Bieber's merch line is called Drew House. He, and I think he said his brother or his friend or maybe his brother and his friend, they started it up and it has been very successful. I know my sister tries to get stuff from there whenever they drop and they sell out like crazy. Um, and he had, it almost looked like a jumpsuit. Um, it was all black. The pants were pretty flowy and it was 
by Drew House. And then he also had this sort of like fluffy briefcase thing going on and it said Drew on it. That was the first thing I saw and I was very impressed that he like incorporated his brand into his look. But then later finding out that his whole entire piece was his brand, I thought that was really cool. And I guess, I guess it's kind of American fashion, even though he is Canadian. So I don't know, he gets the pass for me. It's like young fashion, if you ask me. Okay, um, moving on to Gigi Hadid. She wore Prada. I thought she looked really pretty. She kind of reminded me of Jessica Rabbit. Um, she had like this big ponytail, red hair. I thought she looked really pretty and I don't feel like she really fit the theme all that well. Although she said like she was going for like a minimal timeless look, kind of like the same reason, reasoning that um, Hailey Bieber gave, but you know, they're both wearing European brands and I just feel like it didn't fit the theme all that well. Although I thought, you know, she looked really pretty. So, um, yeah, it wasn't my favorite look, but you know, Gigi Hadid always looks beautiful. I did like her gloves. I'm always a sucker for like, um, a set of opera gloves. I thought she looked really, really pretty with those. Um, another person I want to talk about is Olivia Rodrigo. She was wearing Saint Laurent and she said that she was inspired by sort of like American punk meets feminine looks and that's sort of like her inspiration for her Met Gala look. Again, she's not wearing an American designer but I feel like for it being her first Met Gala, it wasn't that bad. When I first saw her on the carpet, she was sort of standing far away and I was like, oh, she's not wearing a gown interesting but as she got closer and I saw the top of it and um you know like the lace material of it I was like oh I really like this I thought she looked really pretty so good for you miss Olivia Rodrigo um yeah I thought she looked good um someone that I did not think looked all that good and I was very very disappointed in was Casey Musgraves. So at the last Met, Met Gala, Casey Musgraves had one of my favorite looks. She was dressed as Barbie for the camp theme but this year she wore Ralph Lauren so okay point for her for getting the American designer and she said she was going for like this horse girl equestrian vibe and I'm like if you were going for that you should have showed up in what Kim Petras was wearing because she hit the nail on the head with the whole horse girl vibe. Like, she took that literally. Um, Casey Musgrave's skirt looked like it was this uh, metallic ink blob. Like, it looked like some intergalactic Manos Ex Machina type thing. I didn't really get the whole equestrian horse girl vibe. I think she was wearing a belt if I remember correctly and I couldn't see her shoes so maybe she was wearing cowgirl boots or something like that but in my opinion I think she missed the mark on that. I also didn't think that like it looked all that good and it did not scream Ralph Lauren to me. I'm like you could have worked with Ralph Lauren and you know done something really amazing and s pivoting to someone who I think did something really amazing was Lapita Nyong'o. She wore a full denim dress and it was by Versace and she said it was inspired by um, 
90s Versace, their denim ensembles that they created. It really reminded me of the um, VMA look that Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake wore together that's like super iconic, but Lupita Nyong'o brought it to the Met Gala. Like she, excuse me, she elevated it to the Met Gala. Sorry, I'm like <coughs> choking on my own saliva. Um, she elevated it. I thought that she looked incredible and I thought that you know for the most part it was it was pretty good for understanding the assignment denim is a very American thing so I thought in that regard she passes she did a good job okay I need to hurry up and get through these last few people um because I still have a lot more people that I wrote down but I'm realizing that I'm uh this podcast is getting very very long um, another group that I want to talk about is Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello. I was surprised to see them there. I didn't know if they were going to be there or not. Camila, to, to me, looked like Selena, the, um, Latinx singer. I thought she looked like Selena a lot. I don't know if that was the look they were going for. Uh, they were both wearing Michael Kors, which I was like, hmm, interesting. Didn't really scream Michael Kors to me, um, but I'm not like a massive fan of Michael Kors, so whatever. Um, but they said that the looks were very like Studio 54 inspired, so I'm like, okay, that's like very much an American thing, kind of get it. You also have Michael Kors, an American designer. Okay, I get it. Um, Shawn Mendes' look, mm, I don't know, wasn't really my favorite. I mean, he's very attractive. So again, he's one of those people who could literally wear anything, but like wasn't really anything super outstanding to me. Camilla, I thought she looked pretty. I actually preferred what she wore the other night for the VMAs instead. I don't know who designed that, but if it was an American designer, I actually would have rather seen her in that than this Michael Kors moment because I don't know. It just, it wasn't my favorite but I thought it was better than some red carpet looks that we've seen from Camilla before. Um, let me think. Oh, speaking of Michael Kors, Regina King wore this pinstripe suit ensemble moment from Michael Kors. Um, I felt like it was pretty American and a pretty good understanding of the theme. Was it my favorite aesthetic-wise? No, not really. Although I think Regina King has had some pretty good runway, or not runway, sorry, red carpet moments in the past. So this was a little disappointing. Um, but you know, she was wearing Michael Kors, so kind of unfortunate in my opinion. Um, let me think. Who else is there? Okay, Kristen Stewart. I believe she was excuse me, I believe she was wearing Chanel. I did not see a ton of coverage of her from the live stream at all. Like, I don't think anyone got the chance to interview her, but I did see, like, a ton of, um, pictures and videos of her, and I do believe she was wearing Chanel. She reminded me a lot of, like, a, um, more classy, old-timey Barbie than anything else. Like, she kind of gave me that look. I'm not sure if that's what she was going for, but hey, that that might have been what she was going for. Um, in terms of American fashion, don't really know how well she hit the nail on the head with that one, if she was wearing Chanel, um, but I did think that she looked really, really pretty, so, you know, I'll give her some partial credit 
for that. And, um, I think the last two people I'm going to talk about, okay, so second to last is Cara, Cara Delevingne. She wore Dior, okay, Maria Grazie Churi, uh, and her top says peg the patriarchy on it. I will not be explaining that because this podcast is not explicit, um, but, you know, if you want to have an understanding of what that means, just go Google it, um, but, you know, I thought it was a good statement that kind of fit within the whole American lexicon type thing. Do I wish it would have been an American designer? Sure, of course. Um, you know, unfortunately it was Dior. But, you know, I didn't think it was all that bad. It was very much Dior because um, Dior under Maria Grazie Churi has had a lot of the, like, statement tops, statement pieces, um, that literally, I mean, like, literally are statements, like, they say words on them, um, talking about, like, feminism and equality and things like that, so, you know, this was very fitting for this type of Dior, and I do think it fit within the theme, I just wish it was, like, a little bit different of a of a style, if that makes sense. I wish there was, like, a slight bit more wow factor to it, because the top was definitely, like, eye-catching, definitely, but I wish that there was something a little bit more eye-catching with the bottoms. That's all I have to say on that. The last person I want to talk about is Zoe Kravitz. She wore this chainmail type, um, dress, I guess you could say. It was very see-through, um, and she just had, like, um, like a thong basically underneath of it. And it was YSL, so not an American designer. I thought she looked really pretty. Did it fit within the theme? Absolutely not. Um, but you know, Zoe Kravitz, again, one of those people who can never look bad in anything. So, um, I feel like that's a good person to end it on because I feel like I've been reiterating this point that there were so many people who looked good, but they didn't fit the theme, or at least in my eyes, I felt like they didn't fit the theme all that well. I feel like that was just kind of one of the overarching things of this Met Gala ball, is that there were just a lot of people who, for the most part, looked good, but like, did they fit the theme? Mm, that's questionable. So, I think that's where I'm going to leave it. I do apologize. I know there are a ton of people that I did not get to, um, so like I said at the beginning, if one of your faves did not get mentioned, did not get talked about, I sincerely apologize. Um, if you want me to continue the Met Gala conversation in my episode for next week, I will gladly do that. Or if you want me to continue the convo on the Daydream and Listen Instagram stories, definitely give it a follow. Um, send me a DM. Let me know your thoughts on the Met Gala, the theme, the attendees, all of that kind of stuff. Um, anyone who you wish would have been there because there were quite a few people who unfortunately did not make it. Um, you know, obviously I was very disappointed. Beyonce wasn't there. I was sad to see that Rihanna, Ariana Grande, um, Kylie Jenner, Harry Styles, Taylor Swift, none of them were there. That was kind of disappointing. But yeah, um, let me know what you guys think 
Make sure you follow the Daydream and Listen Instagram to stay connected. You can also follow my personal Instagram. Both accounts will be linked in the uh, description of this episode. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the very quick turnaround Met Gala review. Um, thanks so much for your patience because I know this is a very long episode. But hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye.